This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Before we start the show, I wanted to tell you about our brand new Fox Sports app and website, foxsports.com. Reimagine for the modern sports fan. Go ahead, download the new app right now. You don't even have to pause this episode. Every day on the new app and website, you'll see the top stories in sports, plus a rich world of written content, videos, social media, and analytics to give you a 360-degree view of the most important stories of the day. Streaming live TV has never been so easy or elegant. Every Fox Sports game, including all pregame and postgame shows, are just one click away. For the extra invested fan, we also go deep with real-time wagering lines, trending prop bets, win probability, and key player projections. Download the new Fox Sports app or visit www.foxsports.com now. Let's start the show. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay. The guy that's stopping by today for a drink and conversation is a 2001 first team All-Pac-10 He's a three-time All-Star, a three-time All-NBA player. Some call him Agent Zero. Some call him Hibachi, the host of No Chill Podcast, Mr. Gilbert Arenas. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why. Gil, how you doing today, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Hey, you forgot. What? Most call me the GOAT. You forgot <laughs> to say the GOAT. I'm the GOAT. Oh, you the GOAT. <laughs> yeah, I'm the GOAT. You got to say the GOAT. Uh, and some call him the GOAT. <laughs> Gil, how you been? What's going on, bro? Man, I've been good. You know, I've been good. You know, uh, quarantining like everybody else. You know, right. just trying to figure out what's going on in life. Right. We're going to start present and then we're gonna work our way back um saturday night there's a fight that took place nate robinson former nba player against youtube sensation i guess that's what they would call him uh jake paul who also says he wants to take up the fight game he's been in it for a little while he's taking it serious uh it didn't work out well for nate what do you think happened besides the obvious yeah so you know there's a difference between fighting and boxing. Correct. You know, um, Nate is a fighter. <laughs> he's, he's fought plenty of times in locker rooms. Right. You know, um, he's used to grabbing, holding, body slamming, you know, hit, trying to hit somebody with the club hit. Right. Well, you know, when you're a boxer, 
it's timing, you know, it's precision. Correct. I don't think he understood that. I don't think that was told to him. So when he got frustrated, he went into fight mode. Right. Um, And every time he decided he was going to try to grab and launch, he got popped for it. Right. So why wouldn't someone explain the rules of boxing versus the rules of fighting? But one rule is universal. Keep your hands up, whether it's a street fight or you in a square or you in an octagon. You got to keep your hands up, Gil. Yeah, you know, it's it's if you're not used to it, it's it's secondary to you. Like, you know, when you took McGregor and had him go against, you know, Mayweather, you can see that he didn't protect himself as usual because in MMA, that's not what they do. They use their hands to grab and counter. So, mm-hmm. you know, using your hands to, you know, block, you know, jabs, McGregor wasn't used to it. Right. You know, so unless you're sparring and that's what you're being taught, it comes second nature to someone who's just used to fighting. So why didn't he go get the proper training? Why didn't he go out and reach out to a Freddie Roach? Why didn't he reach out to a Teddy Atlas or Buddy McGirt or Floyd Mayweather Sr.? Why not reach out to somebody that could train him properly? Because you're fighting a YouTuber. Oh, so he underestimated him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure, you know, it's a YouTuber. He's not a professional actual fighter. So I can go in there and probably try to bully him. And, you know, if you look at the way the fight started, that's what Nate was trying to do. Just bully through him. And if you look at both, the YouTuber, Jake wasn't a, a boxer either. No. You know, the three, the three hits he landed was three haymakers with his eyes closed. You know, when you slow everything down, it was like he's just bending down, throwing an over-the-top haymaker, and it's connecting. But here's the thing. But you know this as an ex-professional athlete. You respect everyone. You underestimate no one. And you'll be fine. It's when you underestimate your opponent and you look at him, some of the best hoopers don't have the best body. So you're like, man, he can't do nothing. And he lights you up. Yep. If you don't give them, you don't give your opponent the proper respect that he deserves, well, then you deserve whatever happens to you. And, you know, and that's why I sent the text. Like, we, 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 we got our giggles off. We got our giggles off. Yeah. And then, you know, while I'm looking at it all, I'm like, well, Nate, wait, hold on. You not that far off, you know. He not that far from what, Gil? He wasn't that far off. If you look at right before he got knocked, knocked down the first time, Jake throws an overhand right. A fighter, he blocks it with his right hand instead of his left hand. So if he blocks it with his left hand, he gets to uppercut him. The right. fact that he blocks it with his right hand, he gets no counter on it. If he was a boxer, he would have known that. That you he throws that overhand right, no protection, uppercut him. Right. So that could have been an easy knockout for, for Nate. Nate could have knocked him out with that punch because he he threw too much effort into it. But little things like that, you know, I was you know explaining to Nate, like, this is what you need to be trained for. So I used to box a okay. little in, you know, in uh, ninth grade, you know, instead of basketball, I just took boxing gloves to school. And I used to fight for $5. Okay. You know, so, you know, there was little things. I was like, well, Nate, you could have ended him right there. Look, when you're chasing someone, you cannot chase them like this. 
No. You know, you're chasing them upright, but you right. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing though, Gil. Why would you all of a sudden want to pick up the fight game in your 30? Your reflexes start to slow. Guys, if you're in the fight game, you have to be able to to see punches, to anticipate punches, and not to walk into punches. I mean, at 36, I mean, we are a little yeah. slower. But, you know, Nate is, Nate is one of those freak type of athletes like yourself where the age doesn't really, like, my 36 is probably your 31. You know, so Nate still feels he has it. Um, that's what I said. You're not, he's not fighting against an actual professional fighter. He's fighting against a YouTuber who just jumped into it last year. But that year of training right. still is still above what Nate was ready for. Well, how about this here? Why not pick up bowling? Why not pick up cornhole? Why pick up the fight game? Of all the things that you can pick up once you're done with one professional sport, why not, why not something that's, not, that's non-contact? You, you know, I, I, I haven't asked that question, but I do ask it in football when the football players retire and they go straight to, I'm like, at that age, do you really want? And it's like, well, contact is all I know. No, I was done with contact once I was done. <laughs> I have been taking contact for 26 years. I didn't want to get hit on anymore. <laughs> but, and it, take, it takes a special type of person to be able to, and like I said, for me, football was second nature because I knew, okay, in a certain defense, I knew where the hits were probably going to be coming from. Mm -hmm. As a boxer, you know if you throw where the punch is probably going to be coming back from. And uh -huh. so you can anticipate things. You understand how to pivot. You understand how to turn. But if you're just getting into it, it's going to take so long for you to pick that up, Gil. But, you know, just like, any, just like anybody who's been in a fight or watch fights, you think it's easier than it really is. Exactly. You, you, know, we, you know, you get in, you know, fighting through school, you think, yo, I can knock him out. And then you don't realize the precision, the timing is. Yes. You can't grab me. You all, all that strength. You, you can't grab because in the real street fight. See, I believe Nate in a street fight could probably beat Jake Paul because oh, yeah. he knew what he tried to do. He would rush him, scoop, boom, 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 grind and exactly. pound. But in a boxing match, ain't no grabbing. It ain't no scooping somebody up off the floor and dumping them. And I think that's what, like, I think. When he was attacking, that was the mentality. I'm rushing with the scoop, the scoop mentality. Yeah. And that's how he actually was approaching him. Right. And he kept getting hit. So you wrote this heart, uh, you started trending because you wrote, and I won't read it all about a butt whipping is no different than the first time that you had to guard Allen Iverson, you had to guard myself, Stephon Marbury, some of the eight, uh, the other great guards in the NBA when Nate came in. And you was trying to explain to him, it's not getting knocked down, it's getting up. What are you going to do once they got knocked down and you get back up? What do you do moving forward? What made you write that? Because I'm, I'm you know, I, I see everyone's posts. I know Nate personally. I know what type of person he is. He's a, he's yeah. a fighter. He's fierce. He doesn't back down. And... I know because of, you know, the Currys and LeBrons, everyone laughing, that probably hurt him, like, hurt his soul. Like, I think that hurt more than the actual fight 
losing to a YouTuber. I, I'm pretty sure losing to a YouTuber, he's like, ah, but it's your peers. You feel like you let them down. And, you know, as, as a big bro to him, I'm like, well, no, the letdown is if you don't get back in that ring. No, nah, no, it's okay. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that, Gil. Don't talk that man on another one. Let, let nah. it go. Hey, hey, hey. So you win some, you lose some. Okay, you lost, let it go. It's okay. What's the difference? What's the difference between a, uh, a champion and a contender? A champion gets back up one more time. But here's the thing: if 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 somebody beat me in my sport, it's okay. That's not what my thing is. Why did he feel he needed to do this? See, I, this is where I look at it, and you know how we are. If you, me, and Gil, we walking down the street, and we see a bee nest, a beehive, or a colony of bees, they not bothering us. Now, Gil going to go over there and start messing with them. And they light him up. I'm going to laugh. They weren't bothering you, Gil. You messed with them, so you deserve to get stung 10, 15 times, however many times it took. That guy didn't call Nate out. Nate called him out because he underestimated He a YouTuber. Man, I beat the brakes off him. And he underestimated him, and the dude hit him with a one-hit acquittal. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, now what you do is you call somebody else out that you know you can win. <laughs> Go one and one and quit. Quit, quit after the W. That, that's oh, what I was trying to say. Oh, you ain't got to fight him again. Oh, okay. One okay. more fight. Get the win. Quit. There we go. So in other words, you want you want you want somebody that he can get. But who can he beat? Because now people YouTube, you can't beat a YouTuber. Who you gonna grab? Just, hey, hey, well, let, let's a YouTuber who's been boxing for about a year and a half now. Go, hey. Box somebody who's, who, who just fights. So what he go, who he going to call out? Tony Hawk? <laughs> hey, hey, do what you got to do, player. <laughs> Get you a W is all I'm saying. Get you a W before you quit the game. So, so in other words, you feel that, because I was one of the ones. I mean, I, the memes, you know, but here's the thing, though, Gil. You know this the new crying Jordan for the next year. This the new crying Jordan meme. Oh, He's oh, strong yes. fake that. He not getting over that. Listen, I had about four posts that I had to actually take down before I pushed it. But before I pushed sin, <laughs> before I pushed sin, I had to, you know, and, uh, I did that about four or five times. So you want to, re- so you want a rematch, not necessarily with Jake Paul, but you want him to fight to have a one and run record instead of an zero oh and one record. Yeah, like, get like you know, yeah, you get knocked down, but get come on, get back up. This is what we do. Like this is this is what we do. We 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 athletes. We get back up. Like if we if we quit after we got knocked down the first time, there would be no one. But Gil, you know, athletes have, have, from being a professional athlete, you know our problem is is because we're great in one thing, we automatically assume we'll be great in something else. Mm-hmm. We automatically assume that. Without, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. You know that's what get us in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that's, hey, hey, listen, we just watched Charles Barkley win, right? No, we watched Phil Mickelson win. <laughs> I don't know who, th- listen, first of all, I don't know who thought that two guys that are non-professional can beat a professional and even a slappy. It, it's, it's like if you get two non-pros in basketball and you put an NBA, a current NBA player with another slap, the, 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 the pro is going to win. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Phil Mickelson is one of the one of the top golfers of all time, and you actually thought 
Steph and Peyton Manning was going to beat him and Charles as bad as Charles is. <laughs> but look, he became a champion. <laughs> but, but see, Charles chose something that's, non-con- that's not contact. Mm-hmm. He picked up golf. You can still be competitive, even though you're competing against, you know, you say you're competing against the other guy. You're actually competing against the course. But the course don't hit back. Okay, you go eight straight, uh, eight strokes or ten strokes over par. The course ain't hitting you upside your head. It ain't mm-hmm. hitting you and getting you no body shots. Yeah, I mean, he took look, he took his lumps. He, he's going to be embarrassed for a while. For a while, forever. You're not living this down. Hold on. That's why he got he to go knock somebody out. You got to go knock somebody out, nigga. You got to go knock somebody out. That's the way it works. But see, here's the thing. Nate said he was doing this for the, all the NBA players, for all the athletes. I mean, the culture. He, he, I mean, the, this for the culture. That's what he said. And, and we called the air. Now you got everybody. Now you know how they looking at us. They looking at us. Somebody like, oh, I'm going to try him. Oh, they can, they can try me. They won't, they won't get a response. I can tell you that for sure. I'm not getting in no ring. <laughs> no, but you, no. Hold on. You done gassed up Nate and got him in the ring, and now you say, even though you box, you got a boxing background, you say you don't want no parts of it. No. Like, I try to do 20 push-ups. Nah. Nah, I'm not even strong enough to get in the boxing ring. I can tell you that for sure. So what about, what about MMA? For Nate? For anybody, for any, I think, do you think any, well, I think James, uh, James, uh, uh, John, James Jones could do it. James Jones, oh, yeah, he's black belt. Yeah. But that's something he, but that's, that's like something he actually. Thank you, see, something you actually do, you do, right? But the difference, the difference between that and let's say, like, I'm pretty sure, like, when you're, when you're when you're playing, you you trained in boxing, right? Boxing like, hard. Yeah. So if you're training in boxing and shadow boxing, you kind of think you can really throw them hands. Yeah. But that's what I said. You he he probably was training and really thought he could throw the hands, and didn't realize like the sparring part of it, the getting hit, the reacting. Right. You know that is the most important. So I don't think he sparred enough. Leading right. up to that fight. That's what Mike Tyson says. Everybody has a plan until they get hit. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, with boxing, people don't understand how long three minutes actually is to be or to have your senses acutely a king and to throw punches and also try to dodge punches while breathing. Because mm-hmm. what happens when you get tired? Your hands drop. What mm-hmm. also happens when you get tired? Your jaw drops. Now you're susceptible to what? A boom. Yep. And there you go. And that's yep. what happened with boxers. And people like, throw punches. I did boxing when I first got to L.A. about four years ago. I did boxing for a year. And I quit because I just realized this ain't me. I said, uh, <laughs> it's hard. I yeah. mean, two, three-minute rounds, and I'm, I'm talking about like a minute in, and I'm gassed. And I'm not bouncing around like the little weight, and that's what a mistake the first one made. You know, I see everybody else bouncing around, so I'm light on my toes. And the, my trainer was telling me, say, bro, he said, you too big for all that. You 250 pounds. That's a lot of energy that you're burning. So mm-hmm. just stand flat-footed, you know, and just, you know, bu- you know, keep your hands up. You know, throw the punches. You know, I'm hitting the mid. I'm feeling good. You, you know, give, <laughs> I'm shooting. He's like, give me a one, two, boom, boom. Give me one, two, three, four, boom, 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 boom. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm doing all that. 
man, 90 seconds in, I'm spent. He's like, okay, you know, so my hand dropped and he'll touch me. Okay, that's a hit. Now hit you on your arm, that to bend to your face. I was like, oh, okay, I, I'm up. So the, you know what I'm saying? So he doing all that. So he, there's a lot going into boxing. Yeah. I, I think he just underestimated him, you know, being a YouTuber, probably been in there a year. He he figured he could just roll through them and then it didn't work, work in his favor. Swaggy P, Swaggy P had a response to your response. Mm -hmm. So you and Swaggy P go get in the go get in the ring, go put the gloves on. Hell no. <laughs> I, hey, I had to. I, you see, he didn't respond, right? What? What happened? Huh? I pulled up on him, boy. You better not even go on Instagram and try to challenge me in no fight and have <laughs> people looking at me because I ain't doing it. We might as well just we might as well establish that right now. Okay. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you won one and zero. Oh. I gave up. I saw where Kobe, you follow MMA, you're in the big in the fight game. I saw where Kobe Covington, he's always trying to call out, he's a MAGA guy. He's always trying to call out, especially black athletes that were protesting police brutality by taking a knee. He called out LeBron and says, uh, I would have did King James half the amount of time that it took the YouTube guy to do that to Nate Robinson. What's your response to, to him? They just chasing, they chasing the fame, you know, they're, they're, right. they're you know, you know, you got to remember some people, they're banking on the response, right? That's all they care about. They, you know, he knows LeBron is not going to fight him. LeBron is not going to fight anybody. He won't, but he needs the response, right? To, to bump him up into that right. next category of fame, you know, and some people, some people, that's all that, that's all they're on Instagram for right. is because you got to remember, even with Nate, you know, he's 300, 400,000 followers. Right. He challenges him. He's millions now. Right. You know, so it kind of worked. I mean, you know, for those extra you know 900,000 to a million followers, you just took some lumps for it. That's you all. know what? I looked at on last night. I was searching who has the most IG followers. Cristiano Ronaldo has like 243 million. I think The Rock is next at 208. I think Selena Go uh, Ariana Grande is at 205. I ain't taking no ass whipping for 200, 200 million followers. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm good. I keep my little 1.8 building like 500 a day. I'm good, Gil. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. <laughs> me too. Oh, there's a trade that happened. John Wall, Russell Westbrook. Who won the trade and why? Both their contracts is up until about what, two, 20, three years. Three years, about 132 million. On both players, right? Both players. Both players shoot about the same from the three. Both players shoot the same from about the, from the field. Both players have an injury history. One's coming off a torn ACL and, a, and Achilles. And the other guy has knee problem that's probably bone on bone. You know, it, it's it's hard to it's it's hard to say who who won because it's who meshes better. Do Beal and um, Westbrook mesh better than James Harden and West? I mean, uh, and, and John Wall because, because that's all it comes down to. I mean, you got to say something about Westbrook because the the fact that he averaged twenty seven and ten and not really having the ball as much as he's used to kind of tells you he gets it somehow. But he, but he, but he wasn't happy. He but it, that's, he, 
He wants to get back to playing like he played in OKC, dominating. Because that's why it's so hard to judge this, because all three guys are high-usage guys. All three guys need the ball in their hands in order to be effective. And so Russ, because uh, John Walls last year, 2018, he was second in time of possession with the ball in his hand behind Harden. But Russ and Harden normally goes back one, two, one, two as far as usage. So how do we know who's going to mesh better when basically the same guy? I, I think Wizards win a little bit on this one because even though Westbrook needs the ball, he's not, he's not a, a, a bouncer. He doesn't, he doesn't need many dribbles to actually do what he's trying to do. Right. He, gets, he, he gets right to the point. You know, he's, he's going to take you off the dribble and score, take you off the dribble and pass. And the fact that Bradley Bill can spot up and, and, and move without the ball, Paul George played well with Westbrook that year. And Bill is kind of like a, 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 a Paul George type where he doesn't really need the ball to be effective like that. So I think that would mesh better than two guys who need to pound. But because you look at it, I think Russbrook, Westbrook should probably average double-digit assists because he has Bartans, who can mm -hmm. shoot, Bar Bradley Bill, who can shoot. So he should, you know, he should average double-digit assists. You know what's so funny? Both of them probably going to average double-digit double, double digit assists because the problem with Houston is when James is when, – when, when Harden is doing what Harden does, everyone else Stands loses around. out. Yeah. But because – because John Wall has that point guard vision, a lot uh, – Eric Gorn is going to eat. You know, if P.J. Tucker's there, he's going to eat a little bit more. So John Wall is going to be the pure point guard like Chris Paul was. But the difference is, is that John Wall is a two masquerading. Russell Westbrook is a two masquerading. The true point guard is like a Chris Paul or Rajon Rondo. Most of, the, most of the point guards today are twos masquerading as points. Kyrie yeah. Irving, he's, a two, he's really a two masquerading at the point. Yeah. And so how, what makes you so convinced that John Wall is going to mesh better with Harden than, say, Russ, Russ or CP3? Because you have to. What do you mean you have to? You, you have to. You got to remember, j just like anything, it's you're going into a new city, you're going into a new – there's already a king there. You have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice, you, 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 you know, just to survive sometimes. You know, you can't go in there, you know, thinking you're going to dominate that ball. Like, I mean, and I'm going to say it, Harden is going to have to reevaluate how he plays the game. Thank you. I'm glad because, somebody said it. Because you, you've done had everyone now. You didn't, you didn't had everyone. And – Everyone has came and gone. So is it them or is it you? Because think about it. You, had, you wanted Chris Paul, but, and then you want, didn't want Chris Paul after a year. You wanted Russ, and then you didn't want Russ after a year. You had Dwight Howard. You had Clint Capella. I mean, at some point in time, even Kobe said it, rest his soul before his death. He said, that's a great style if you like, you know, he's going to put up phenomenal numbers, but you can't win a championship like that. So no, the, yeah. do you want to win a championship? Or do you want to have be known as one of these elite scores and be known one of these? He, the best player never to win a championship is it James Harden? Is it Carl Malone? Is it Charles Barkley? Is it Patrick Ewan? 
because that's the road he's headed down. Because there's no true offense. You know, um, with, with the new owners coming in that's coming from Wall Street. That's, right. <laughs> you know, and all they're doing is just crunching numbers on, you know, statistics on how the game should be played. Right. You give a guy who's a one-on-one -on -one player a whole game of one-on-one. -on -one. Right. When one-on-one -on -one is the last four minutes, the, 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 when the game counts. Crunch so, time game, the last five minutes of the ball game. Yeah, that's where, that's where, that's where James Harden, Kyrie, Damlin, that's where you excel. That's where you get to, okay, the offense, everyone's keyed in on the offense. You use your natural ability to get us buckets. Right. Not from, not 48 minutes of it. And that's what the game has turned into, 48 minutes of a one-on-one -on -one style. So when I look at the, how his game is played, I said, technically, he's the easiest person to guard, but hard to guard because he's perfected this style. That step but, back. But he doesn't, he doesn't know how to backdoor, doesn't know how to flare, doesn't know how to come up so with In other words, he doesn't do anything three. without the ball. He doesn't baseline run. He don't post up. Like, you, you, you have this great offensive guy who only has one offensive tool. Dribble, 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 shoot. Dribble, 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 step back. Dribble, 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 drive. You know, you don't have a, you know, you have no, no complete offensive game where everyone can actually eat. Are you surprised that the Clippers came up short and all the rumbling you were hearing about what transpired in the locker room and what ultimately may have led to them not succeeding this past season? Oh, no, no. I knew they were, I knew they were terrible. Why? Like, because even from the beginning, I said they never established who team this was. So what ends up happening is you have a Clipper team the year before that mm. this was Lou's team. Lou should have made the, 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 the All-Star game that year. Um, and then you bring in two stars. You got a team who don't – we don't need you to. We, we just made the playoffs. Right. Right. And you games off go, a healthy Golden State. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is you two come. You guys are load managing. We're holding it down. You guys are getting the credit for it. We're holding it down. You guys are sitting out of practice. We're holding it down. You guys are all-stars. Hold on. And because they publicly never said – all right, this is how the team is. This is this is who's the star. This is who's going to take the shots at the end. Because that that never was established, when it got the playoffs, that was going to happen. See, everyone thought they were great because they beat the Lakers. But nobody paid attention to, well, all four games, the Lakers was up 15 points in the first quarter, right. and then they had to panic and, and put in the two bench players. Which right. that's all they had. You got two starters, two bench players. So you're saying they got the deepest bench in the league. No, 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 no. They got two players that's averaging 40. If you put those two players as starters, they have no bench. So the fact that they actually didn't have a real full roster, they were gonna get beat if you just shorten the if you just shorten the possessions. Because now you got four lions trying to eat for the trying to eat the same meal. I look at the Clippers. Do you think the leaders, 
because Kawhi never had to be a leader in San Antonio. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu. When he went to Toronto, Kyle Lowry was the leader. Paul George was not the leader in OKC. That was Russ. So you really never had leaders. And Kawhi's style of leadership, and this is what I tell people, uh, Gil, Kawhi's style of leadership is good as long as you're winning. Because mm -hmm. Kawhi just wants to go out there and hoop. Kawhi's mm -hmm. not going to call a team meeting. He's not going to have the guys over and talk and try to get through things. But the moment you get you get to that deep water, now you now what do you do? You look over there, Kawhi, okay, Kawhi, what? Uh, just go hoop. Nah, bro, what you gonna tell us? Am I off? No, no, no. You you you're you're correct. Like, you know, you and that that was the that was the biggest issue that I see. Because the leaders was Trev and Lou Will. What what was the leaders? You know, and you, you got the you know the Chicago doll, you know, Pat Bev, you know, he's the one that gets them fired, but you gotta remember. It's them three in the rest of the locker room versus these two. So when shit got crunchy, it's, yo. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Do we really, do we, are they really, are, are they really the stars or is it us? You know, so yeah, it, was and a, the thing, it was a division. I think the thing is, it's one thing to know that you have uh, privileges and benefits it's another thing to exploit those when you're okay. You can live wherever you want to live, but that also means you got to get up earlier and get here to make sure you're on time. Because when you show up late, Gil, the one thing that I hated was for someone to be late because basically what you're telling me, Shannon, my time is more important than yours. Even though I know you had to get up and get here on time, my time is way more important. So I'm cool. And so they look at like, hold on doc. Why you keep allowing this to happen? 
Ain't nobody tell him to move to San Diego. So we got to hold up the plane. Doc, why you keep saying that we need to practice, we need to get together, but you let him sit out practice. You let him miss the game. Why do you keep saying what we need to do when all you need to do is tell his butt to practice? That's where the leader steps in. See, like on a team like that and you're coming in and you you have a low management that, that's going to happen, that should have been talked about at the beginning. Right. That like, you know, on in my wizard days, I was a leader of the team. Larry Hughes. I, I was Kawhi. I played. You right. tell me to head hunt this person, I go give them business. You tell me, hey, these they ain't getting the ball. Okay, I'll give them the ball for a couple possessions, then I'm going back attacking. <laughs> you know, that was Larry's job to make right. sure everyone was happy because my job was to kill. That's all I knew. Right. And then when he left, then it was Antoine and Karan. Right. You keep the locker room. That ain't my job. I come in, I have fun, I do my job, and I go home. You know, and that's why there was never no beef with us. We knew who was who. Right. Yeah, I might be the face, but you guys, you're the captain. You guys run this. I'll be, I'm the face up here because I'm the sexiest out of the three. <laughs> you know, I'm the one that's going to be on the billboards and I'm going right. to get the big money. But as a unit, we're moving how you guys want us to move. Do you think that Paul George coming in and thinking he's a superstar? And okay, maybe you can understand Kawhi. Kawhi's a two-time Finals MVP. He's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. He's a many-time first-team All-NBA player. So, you know, <clears throat> him getting certain privileges, okay, you understand that. But the guys are looking at Paul George like, hold on, PG, wait a minute, bro. When did, when did you become LeBron James? When did you become one of these, you know, one of these historically great players that you get the load managed, that you get the call shots about practice? At some point, you know, as an organization, you got to take responsibility too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because you do have two stars coming in, you know, Paul George coming off with two shoulder surgeries. Right. So with two shoulder surgeries, I'm pretty sure he didn't get to really train the way he's used to training in the summer because of it. You got Kawhi Leonard who load management that whole next year. That should have been established before this season started. But you got to remember, there was going to be animosity anyway because you got, you got two guys who are carrying a load, but these two are getting all the credit. Right. So, you know, but you have to be aware of your surroundings too. As Kawhi and Paul George, you got to understand that, hey, we're going to have to give these two some credit publicly. Right. You know, we can't keep taking all the, right. the, the, we can't keep everyone's cheering us on and we know what they're doing. You know, you, you, you got to be able to understand, like, yeah, you know, Lou and Trez has been holding it down while we've been taking right. some breaks. And, you know, that's what makes us special. Like, and that right there stops a lot of envious, you know, tension in the, in the locker room. Yeah, because I think the thing is what happens is if you get guys that are, that are established, that have been there and have had a certain level of success, not the success that Kawhi's had as a team or as an individual, I think guys become resentful mm -hmm. in that they see what you do, what you're getting credit for, but you ain't practicing. Yep. You every every third or fourth game and everybody's talking about we're winning because of you. But we play every game. We yep. play hard every game. And you sub yourself in and out when you want to. You practice when you want to, if ever. And 
What? How? That takes a special person to understand that. Right. And, you know, I remember when I went by the same logic when Kobe said he wants to know, like, forget the opponents. I want to know my players to the T. Right. You know, I want to know how they take. I want to know how they move, how they like their shots, how they think. Like, you have to know your players better than your opponents. Right. So you would, you would know how Trez feels. You would know how Lou feels. Right. So you know when to give them credit. Right. You know, and, 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 and those are the – I like, I remember, like, when you have that bad game, but you, you win, and you, you say, yeah, great team win, deep down you're mad, like, damn. You know, they, 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 now that they, they can do it without me. You right. know, and that, that's where that, that, that great team win, that, you know, that's – but instead of saying great team win, you point out the, the, the people who, add, who had great games. Because you got to remember, if you're the face, you're the leader, they care more about what you say than what the media is going to write. Right. You know, so you – you know, as players, you got to understand these little things. These little things of just communicating can stop a lot of problems. And stop a lot of breakups in, in, in organizations. Everybody can't play with a historically great player because one thing you know is going to happen, that when you win, they're going to get the credit, and when you lose, they're going to give the blame. They're going to say, the bench, the role players didn't show up. That's just mm-hmm. the way – it's always been like that. Magic, Magic wasn't – with the exception of maybe a game here or there, Magic wasn't going to get any blame. Kobe mm-hmm. and Shaq weren't going to get any blame. But Rick Fox <laughs> and, and Fish <laughs> and all those other guys, and you know if you play with LeBron, this is how it goes. So mm-hmm. basically it goes LeBron and AD and then everybody else. You got a role to fill. You got a role to fill. You've got to fill that role. But I think LeBron does a great job of, okay, guys, we're going out to eat. Okay, guys, we're going to get together in the room. We're going to have uh, PlayStation tournaments. Or, guys, he does a great job of not just being a great basketball player, but being a great as far as team building. The uh, uh, in the locker room because people don't realize how far chemistry go. It's- yeah, that is the most that is the most important you know aspect of just just winning. Yes, being great teammates is having a relationship outside of that court because Correct. what ends up happening is if we have a friendship outside of that basketball court, what ha- whatever happens on the court, it stays on the court. Right. It, it stays there. So, right. you know, you, 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 you might have a bad game and I yell out something, you yeah. don't take it personal. Correct. You know, but if we don't have a friendship and that happens, it, it rolls over. Yeah. I'm looking at you sideways. Who do you think you're talking to? Yeah. Well, yeah. All, all right. That's, you know, four, five games, you know, I ain't pass you the ball, you know, but, but LeBron's does, has done a great job of, bringing teammates together, like, you know, including everybody. Right. You know, so whatever happens on the court, it's not personal. Like, right. even with J.R. Smith, we all yelled at J.R. Smith for the dumb. LeBron's yeah. never said one bad thing. We right. did it for him. Yeah, yes. You know, because he knows this was just a moment. Right. Our friendship holds tighter than this moment. Do you believe that's what happened in Golden State? When, when Draymond said what he said to KD, do you believe because they weren't per se friends off the court that that spilled over? Or was, what, was it what he said? Not so much that he said what he said. No. Nah. What he said is meaningless because we hear that all the time. 
That, that's just, we're going to hear that from 25 opponents. I'm, he's probably said it a hundred times. But the problem comes down to this. Because he is the new guy there, and they've already established who's the leader of the group. So you got Draymond as the leader of the group. Correct. And then everyone else is players. So if you, if you look at the history of Golden State's time together, they never actually established who was the go-to guy. We knew Steph Curry's the best player. He's the MVP. But nobody actually, like, paid attention to, well, the fact that these guys have actually set in fourth, 34 quarters, full fourth quarters, that means they've never actually had experience in right, close quarter matches. So what ends up happening is Draymond was used to getting the ball, taking off, and making that play if they ever actually got in that moment. There was right. never no give it to Steph, let's run a play. So if you ever looked at Golden State last two-minute basketball and close games, they were horrible. Right. They were horrible because they were rarely in those moments. So when right. KD comes, so when KD comes, he's used to those moments. So he's like, give me that ball. And Draymond takes off turnover, and right there, the perfect storm hit. I feel that that was the moment that they couldn't come back. Because I think KD thought Draymond said, because he said he called it that and said, you've been that, said, you know, we didn't need you. We won before you got here. Because now angry people, drunks, and kids will normally tell you the truth, Gil. Yeah. So. But you got to remember, they, were, they, they played against each other, so he done heard it from Draymond anyway. The media said it anyway. So he's done heard it all anyway. It's just the, it's just, the perfect storm hit those two. Draymond's used to doing it his way. KD's used to doing it his, his way. And when, when it clashed, it clashed in the wrong way. Yeah, but it hit different when your boys. I mean, somebody outside can say something. But when your boy call you that, that's a little different, Gil. That thing hit different. Yeah, oh, no, it, it, it do <laughs> hit different. But if they, if they had a friendship, like, I mean, listen, I have teammates knock on my door, you know, after games because of stuff I said on the court. Right. I didn't answer the door, but they knocked. <laughs> I figured once they go to sleep and wake up, we cool again. So I just let it. But here's the thing. Were they friends or were they acquaintances? Or was, acquaintances. was did, KD, did KD come there for a specific purpose and to get on? Because I never felt KD was going to retire Golden State Warrior. I thought he came there to do what he did, get those rings, get that monkey off his back so you can no longer say Kevin Durant is the best player that's never won a championship. And that was it. He was going to bounce. I never thought KD was going to spend the rest of his No, career. no, no. You, you, you had, and I don't, you know, when KD decided he was going to leave, no one really put the thought into it. No one really said, all right, what would you do in this situation? So we, if, you, if you took a look at his stats and said, all right, what would I do here? You got four scoring titles, MVP, three uh, all-star MVPs. I mean, you was a Hall of Fame player, first, first ballot by the right. age of 28. You, the only thing you didn't have was a finals MVP and an NBA championship. Right. That's the only thing as an offensive player that you needed off your bucket list. Right. And this team right now is going to – can give you both of them. Right. Because you, you can go to Cleveland. You can go to Cleveland. 
But they said, no, nah, we good. We, we, we keeping our team. Next up is Golden State. He only, he only had two teams to go to, Cleveland or Golden State, where he can knock that off right there. Right. Other than that, nobody was in position to beat those two teams. So what's your early prediction of 2021? Back-to-back. Uh, -back. Really? Back-to-back. What about the Nets? They got Kyrie, they got LeVert, they got KD, they got Dinwiddie, they got Jared Allen, they got uh, 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 Joe Harris, they got Tyler Johnson. They got a nice squad over there. They, 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 listen, I watched them. I watched them for two weeks. They playing amazing. They're working together amazing. But let's not forget LeBron and that Cleveland squad we, whatever that team was that went last place after he left. Right. You remember, you know, they went dead last yeah. after he left. We did a lot. Went up against KD, Curry, Clay, mm -hmm. Draymond. Right. Full, full juggernauts. There's only two now, and, 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 he, and he got help. So yeah. unless they're going to get, unless they're going to get Harden and Westbrook over there, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Not in seven games. Ooh, that, oh, I, that, I think that's the matchup everybody would love to see. No, it'd be a good matchup, but you got to remember, LeBron himself takes, he takes out at least two stars. You know, Kevin, KD is going to, he's going to match him point-wise. Right. But the little things, you know, LeBron does is what keeps him a little bit over KD when it comes to as a player. And then now you're going to have to match Anthony AD. Davis up and Kyrie is not going to be able to match that play. So you, so Lakers is going to edge, but it's going to be a battle. Giannis, what does Giannis need to do to win the championship? Learn, learn how to play basketball. So you can't Euro step everything from the free throw line. I mean, I mean, you, 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 you. <laughs> it, it, to be honest, he's the James Harden of the West Coast. I mean, of the East Coast. Right. What James Harden is in the West is what Giannis is there. You have a guy who's not the point guard who dominates the ball, and he's playing one style, and that style is. I'm going to try to take all my all of all the big men who can't move off the dribble, year on to the step and get some dunks. That is amazing during regular season, right. but when that small when that court gets small, you cannot do that anymore. Right. You you can't you can't play that you can't play that style and like he's like Tebow but not in the red zone. Right. No no no, you got to no no no, you're going to have to make some actual plays. Before you get here, right. God damn it. Right. Like, I know you good here. You good when nothing, when you don't have to think. No, no, we're going to bring you back here. Let's, let's get you to that point. So when, when, the when the court gets small, that style doesn't work. So what, what do you think, it, obviously, so what would you tell him to work on? Because I think until he can shoot a 15-foot jumper consistently, until he can shoot better from the three, and then he's terrible at the foul line. So basically, it's either dunks or layups. Yeah, he's going to need to get back to the basket where they can actually double him. You got to remember, to, to utilize your shooters, someone has to be double. Right. So 
if you if your style is drive, hero, spin, dunk, and you decide to pass it, well, those guys are still guarded. So now your shooters are not getting easy about it. He's like it's like Blake Griffin. Because you were so used to playing his style, when it counts, no one else gets to eat. So unless he learns how to play back to the basket where when he gets the ball, teams are actually shifting. Now, 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 now Middleton hit three threes. Now they got to play you one-on-one. Now you can go score. Now you can do those little things. But Holiday kind of helps them a lot. He helps them a lot. Let's talk about your NBA career. What, what are you most proud of? That I got to live out my, my, my childhood dream. Um, you know, I, I grew up a fan. And, okay. you know, I got, I got to live and play this game from a fan standpoint. So I enjoyed every bit of it. I enjoyed signing autographs, taking the pictures, doing a happy birthday, shaking everybody's hands. Like, I, that's what I enjoyed. Taking my jersey off, throwing it, watching the kids go crazy. Like, I enjoyed all of it. What would you do differently? Or do you think your career ended prematurely? You know, not, not, you know, what I would, what I would do differently is like take the, the injury I had serious. Um, like, you know, when you get injured, you're, you're, you're put on, you're put on pause, you know, so going into a summer where, you know, you're, you done, kill, you done, you, you, you done stepped into another realm of play, you know, and, you're trying to get better. You're trying to get better. You know, you're trying to catch the Kobe and the Steve Nash. And it's like, I want to train this rehab stuff that can wait. I don't know what y'all trying to do. These little, these little movements, that yeah. ain't that ain't that ain't gonna get that ain't gonna get me 40 at night. I don't know what y'all doing here. You know, so I didn't take that serious right. and end up having three knee surgeries in, in 14 months. You tear your AC, you tore your ACL, right? No, MCL, PCL, meniscus, microfracture. Yeah. Oh yeah. So basically, you're like bone on bone at that point in time. No, I had a little. I had a little bit. You had, had, you a, had a little, little meniscus left. Yeah. Right. You go to the bay. You you start out in the bay, and then you go to DC, where after Michael leaves, what was the culture like in the locker room after Michael left? Because I know you heard stories. <laughs> okay, so you know what's so funny? This actually, this will make it make sense. Everything, the con okay. my contract, all of it will make it make sense. Okay. So I'm in Costa Rica when everything went sour with Michael Jordan. Okay. So I think there was like this little gray, this little, this little thing going around where no free agents are supposed to go to Washington. Right. So, so when I get off, you know, and I'm getting offered, you know, um, I think I was, I was second. I think, um, yeah, Lamar Odom was the number one free agent. I was number two. Um, so I was, you know, talking with Miami. Um, they were, they were going to draft, they just drafted Dwayne Wade. And they, were, they didn't know if they were going to put him at the one, try him at the one. And they didn't, you know, Pat Riley said, I don't believe in paying young players. Clippers 
they were being forced to pay because they had all this money and all these free agents. Um, Utah, I didn't want to follow um, John Stockton, who just retired. That wasn't my game. I felt my career would die, me trying to, you know, <laughs> do me. Of a and that's what they've been used to for 20-some years. Right. Um, so it was basically Washington, D.C., and um, Clippers. And what ends up happening is I think um, – I went to go visit, I went to go visit and they pulled and said, because my, that was my dad, what, what happened with you and Michael Jordan? And he, he told him, he said, you know, I, I didn't like the way he was talking to the team, you know, the way he was treating the, the, the team. I asked all the players, do they want him back? And the player said no. So I had to renege on the deal that I did with, with MJ. And, you know, um, you know I, felt, I, I felt bad, but, you know, it's the team. You know, I, I did what the team, wanted me to do right so it was like okay and then you know and he was like listen if you come here whatever we have whatever we get it's yours just get me out of this mj horror you can wow. be the you're the you're the face you'll be the face we don't have a face here we have you know clint portis but you know you can be a real you can be a real star in this <laughs> He said, we have Clint Fortis, you know, he's a star, but you can be a real star with your personality, right. with your play. You know, the city is really trying to figure out who to grab on Nobody, that story has That story has never been told what transpired between Mr. Polian, the former owner of the, of the Wizards, and Michael Jordan, is that he said he didn't like the way he talked to, the, to his teammates. To the, to the, to the, to the players, it was, I, I, you know, listen, because he was MJ a player, MJ. player and a player personnel because he was in charge of, you yeah. know, drafted players, and he was also a teammate and was also playing. Yeah, so, you know, when MJ comes down to play, he's he's, he's Michael Jordan. It's not, right. you know, it's not general manager Michael Jordan. It's the right. player Michael Jordan. Right. So that player Michael Jordan, if you've seen the last dance, that's the Michael Jordan. Right. You know, he's going to push and push, and, you know, he's going to be competitive. Well, right. a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-olds, they don't understand that. <laughs> they can't take that. You know, so, you know, that's what they were crying. Like, oh, man, if that's the way he talked to us then, what happens if he's our boss? We're never going to be able to, you know, and that was the and, and that was the thing. And, you know, Mr. Poland, you know, made his decision. You know, so when, when, when I decided to come, my whole thing was I have one job to do and he has my back. Right. My job is to, 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 to make it. Let's MJ talk. Did M when you signed, did MJ call you and say, man, what the hell you doing? I thought we had, a, uh, had an agreement that you weren't going to go there. No, 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 no. no. That, that was the, like, we didn't have the agreement. That was like the rumor that I heard. Right. Like, yo, like nobody's supposed to be going to Washington. But I'm like, man, Washington ain't got nobody. You know, uh, Brian, uh, uh, Brian Russell just opted out, so it, it, it bumped the, the, the cap up. You know, so I'm like, I can really, I can... I mean, he said he gonna have my back, you know? You know, if he said he gonna have my back, he gonna have my back. Right. You know, so, so I came, I did my thing, and this is how I got paid 111. Ernie Grunfield, when I was, when we was negotiating, I had three surgeries already. I think, no, I had two. And I decided I was gonna opt out. Ernie Grunfield negotiated his ass off. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it was one of those where 
I knew I didn't have any leverage because I had two knees, knee surgeries. Right. I didn't I only play two games. So I decided I was going to have my Agent Zero tour start July 1st. Right. Free, the first day of free agency. So if I didn't like the way this was going, I can go out of the country. Now you guys are going to have to wait and then watch the rest of the free agents and someone's going to panic. And then now, so, now someone's going to be tricked to give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> so what ends up happening is the first the first domino was uh Baron Davis opts out and Golden State gets all this money. So uh uh rumor rumor hits my phone. A rumor I hit a little birdie whoop, whoop, said, Hey, Golden State at 12 o'clock is gonna offer you five year, hundred and one million dollars. And I was like, all right, but I, mean, I was like, man, I just bought a house, $5 million house with a helicopter. <laughs> and all right, all right. So, you know, I'm going into the meeting all cocky. <laughs> What's happening, y'all? What's happening? You know, and, you know, Ernie does this spiel. You know, you, you did great for the city. You know, you know, they love you here. We love you here. And, you know, we think you deserve this. And, you know, he, Push that contract to me, you know, smile, <laughs> yeah, baby. You know, and I seen, and I'm not gonna lie, it was six year, 86 million. Like I had to like, you know how you like like rub your eye, because I, I thought it was a one missing. I thought it was it was, you know, 186 million, 86. Like, woo, this is this must be Antoine's money. This is you might have the wrong check. This is this is what Antoine's trying to get. This ain't this. Like I, that ain't age zero money, huh? Like, yeah, I'm in the hundred. I, I think I'm in the hundred twenty, hundred twenty, something like that. This is eighty. This is whoa, you off a little bit. And he was like, and I was like, um, I don't mean to be rude, but uh, I already, I'm, I'm, get, I'm gonna get the max from Golden State. Uh, Baron Davis is opted out, so they actually hold on, did the research, and realized he opted out. So I said, you know, on that note. You know, I got to get up early in the morning. I got to go fly to China and do my tour. And they were like, when do you come back? I said, uh, July 11th. And they was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, July 11th. I'm going to come back. So I, I'm going to sit and think about, you know, the two offers that I have. I got the 86 million here. And then I got the 101 for five there. Woke up in the morning, phone rings, a polling. Hey, listen, do not worry about nothing that happened early this morning. I just found out. No, no, no. The max is yours. Whatever the max is, 120, 150, 200, whatever it is, is yours. That's your money. You earned it. I told you when you came, you, 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 you held me out of this Jordan situation. I was going to take care of you. Here it is. Max is yours. You do with it how you see fit. Do not worry about what they offer you because that was not me. You want 130, you want 150. If I gotta write your personal check, let me know because hey, you're gonna be the last contract I signed. Wow. And 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 that was that was our conversation. Man. So uh, uh Mr. Pauline was good to you. He was yeah, yeah, he was good. He was great. When you yeah. said he had your back from the beginning, he had your back to the end. Yeah, he did not like need. I don't care if you play one, hey, I don't care if you play one game, four thousand games. You're going to be the last contract I signed. You're my guy. Wow. So, you know, so I took 111. Uh, so my max was 127. 
So I took 111 to save 16 million for free agents or Antoine, who was also up. Right. That's awful nice of you. Yeah, hey, listen. Hey, the man blessed me with whatever you want. Shit, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta feed Pass everybody else too. Because the thing is, normally, normally, uh, Kobe, I think Kobe, I think Kobe said this. Kobe said, yes, I'm a millionaire, but why would I give a billionaire a discount? Because they don't give anybody a discount. But for you to do that, so someone else get an opportunity to eat, I think you should be commended for that. I think you're foolish, but you should be commended. Yeah, but the commitment comes from the owner. I had a relationship with the owner. Yes, and, you did. You know, just like anybody. Hey, listen, there's there's someone who writes that check, and then there's a right. whole bunch of people in the middle of them. Right. I don't want. I don't care about the people in the middle. I want to know who that check writer is, and that's who I'm talking to. How you doing? Because when it's time to sign a contract and be traded, I want to be a person, not a name on the sheet. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this, you crunch your numbers and say, we don't need him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, Mr. Poland, how you doing? Hey, you jogging? I'm going ahead and jog with you. What's, how you doing? So when my knees went south, hey, I'm not worried about none of that knee stuff. Here's that money. Thank you. You had great success. Um, you go to the playoffs. You play, I think you played LeBron twice in your, in your three-year run in the, when you made the playoffs, right? I, I played him one healthy one and then a half a hurt one. Okay, and that was kind of like his coming out party, because those that 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 series he just he just goes off. Yeah. Did you obviously you were in the league when he got drafted? Did you ever think, watching him then, that he would be where he is now? Yes. Um, I remember I made a comment to one of my teammates, and I said, um, "This is two thousand." I think it was like 2004 or five season. Okay. I said, he's going to go down as top three greatest of all time and never taps into his real, real ability. As I said, because he doesn't have to. That's how dominant this man is going to be, that he's never going to have to tap into 100% of what is in that body. Because... I watched something that I didn't see, and it came from an 18, 19-year-old kid. As I wrote it on my Instagram, where I'm at the house, we're, we're playing cards, and him and Savannah, they're sitting there. You know, we, you got uh, Richie, you know, all them. Right. Same crew he has, same, Mav, same, same team. Randy. Mav and all the same team. And he's sitting there just, like, just watching sports. Like, I mean, when I say what detail, like watching, every, knowing everything, knowing that this, this girl soccer, who's the best player, who should win. Like, it was like a, I'm, I'm like playing cards, but watching. Mm -hmm. and, and it was a computer. It was a computer. And then the following year when we was playing them in the playoffs, went over there. Because, you know, it's chess now. I want to I see what, what's going on. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm going to peek under the hood. Y'all playing cards, let's play some cards. Right. You know, they over there breaking down plays, you know, this, that, you know, got the film. I'm watching, I'm watching our plays. Uh, <laughs> damn, motherfuckers know everything over here, huh? <laughs> man. <laughs> I guess, okay, I can see what's going on. And, and I'm watching this man just study, 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 understanding. So what everybody's hearing now, I knew then that 
yo, he knows everything that's going on on that court. He knows where everyone's supposed to be. He knows, he knows if the play is real, if the play is fake. He knows exactly what is expired all through that game. Gil, why do you think it's so hard for the older guard to give this man the credit that he deserves? I mean, you see so many people, well, he's not top 10 or he's not this and he did this, he lost, you know. It's always, no matter what he does, it always goes back to, well, but he couldn't have played in my generation or he couldn't have done this or everybody's afraid of LeBron. Instead of saying, the man is great, he'd be great in any generation because I don't know how many in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, 6'9", 269 pound guys could handle the ball, could do what he could do. Because everyone takes evolution out of it. No one wants to believe. <laughs> everyone believed that their era was the golden era. Like, yep. it's, you know, if, if, if you go down the line, look at rap. They don't like the new wave. True. The, the wave before that, they didn't like that wave. That's just, you know, uh, ran Master Flex. He didn't like the Jay-Z era. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's the competitiveness of it. You know, even though it's like, well, Dennis Rodman, I mean, you was a great defensive player. You did this, but you were, you were 6'7", 210. Right. Bro, those are point guards now. Yes. You know, we're, we're, we're bigger, we're stronger, we're faster. Right. You know, mm -hmm. that's just how – but, you, you, I mean, you're going to have your, your guys that, that no matter where you drop them at, you drop Magic Johnson in, he's still, he's still a 6'9 point guard that's still not in this era. <laughs> you know, so you're going to – you still got your Michael Jordan. That, right. That, you, you know, so you got guys who can go through from older eras into – but there's some guys who shouldn't be talking. Right. Like, you, you know, you, you, you're 6'4", and you was a, a, a sinner. Let that, let that go. Let that dream go. You know, so I just think that they can't accept the fact that, no, it's a different game. But today, we're 100 times more skilled because of rule change, because of evolution, than right. you guys were. That's just how it is. You'd score 54 on the Suns, and many believe it was because of the way Mike D'Antoni treated you on the uh, national team. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, he took you off the team. Was that personal? Okay, I'm gonna be honest. Tell the story. Tell the story. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Mike D'Antoni didn't do nothing, okay? Okay. But I, I, but I couldn't go back to college to, 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 to talk to Coach uh, Mike. Right. You know, I, well, I needed to talk to him. So what ends up happening is when I make the team and I got selected, I, call, I called Coach, I think it was 4th of July. So I wish them a happy 4th of July. You know, um, can't wait, you know, to tryouts. And, um, you know, whatever you need from me, you know, hey, I'm willing to do. Right. You got to remember, at this time, on this team, there's only three players that's two-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. Right. That's me, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade. Okay. So we're trying we're, – we're, we're going through our thing, boom, boom, boom. Now, this is the part that irritated the hell out of me. So – they got their starting unit. I'm not in it. That's cool. Okay. That, that, I'm cool with that. You know, I, you know, I, I can sacrifice uh, for the betterment of the. So 
but my unit, my team is this. So we can so we can see how this plays. I have Kirk Heinrich as a point. They got me at the two. I have Brad Miller, Antoine, um, Shane Battier. I think that was it. It was, it was, it was the, it wasn't LeBron. So the other team is LeBron, Bosch, Dwight Howard, Joe Johnson, Chris Paul. So that's all one unit. We the second unit. Whooping their ass. I'm whooping their ass because <laughs> they got to play a zone. Oh yeah. Give, so Kirk is just give me the ball. Just, oh, I eat, I eat through all this right here. This because this was like a personal challenge for me right? because this is where I'm trying to like, like I just missed the free throws in LeBron. So I'm on a whole nother wave of mentality anyway. Right. I just, I just came from training in San Francisco with the uh, black ops guy named Frank. Um, so he done got the mental right. He got the confidence right. And what ends up happening is I'm playing against the best five the world can give me right now. This is the best five that I'm going to be playing against. And I'm about, to, I'm about to put them to the bricks. So we'll go to 21. I got 17. I got 18. Like, I'm really dominating because I have to. I don't, I don't have the scores on my team. So right. basically, my whole group is running the offense through me. So Kirk was smart enough. Kirk, like, yo, hey, just I'm going to get you open. Just do what you do. So we're, 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 we're testing this group. And I remember we're in, what, South Korea? <laughs> and um, it's, hot, it's hot in the gym. I'm in there dunking like I'm thinking I'm LeBron James the way I was jumping. <laughs> feeling good. And I remember I'm playing in the game. We play in the game. And he puts me in. And I scored three straight buckets. Pop, pop, pop. Here the sub. I know he ain't subbing me. I just got in about two minutes ago. And I hit, I hit the tap, boop, boop, boop. And I, like, so I run off the court, cool, all right. Man, it's like, man, you killing, boy. But yeah, yeah. light and lift the way up. We blowing, we blowing them out. Everybody gets subbed in at the end of the game but me. And I'm sitting here like, like yo, like, did I do something wrong to this man? Like, like, like what's going on? Like, like I'm really like, like this was like this was like a bit like, yo, what's going on? Like, why, why am I the only person not in? Like, we, we, <laughs> he, he sent me like I played thirty minutes tonight. Was, was, he, was he trying to save you for something? That, that's what I'm thinking. So, you know, so I, I went to uh, Colangelo and was like, uh, yeah, I think I hurt my groin, um, but I don't want to hold a spot up for Brad Miller or Bruce Bowen. He was one of my other uh, Bruce Bowen, right. and he hit me with, yeah, you, yeah, you on the bubble getting cut. Like, what do you mean cut? Like, I'm, I'm, like I'm, top, I'm, I'm top three here. What do you mean cut? So I was like, all right, they give me my check. I get back on the plane, and I'm hearing the rumors that it was more of uh, a shoe issue than it was me personally. Or it was my agent who had Sean Marion, and they were going back. They were, they were negotiating. 
and that was uh, Phoenix Suns. So that's where Dan, Dan Tony came in at. Right. You know, they were negotiating and they were taking it out on me. So I got Matt fired my agent and said, man, if, if, if you over here burning, I can burn my own bridges. I don't need you to help me burn bridges. Right. So I fired my agent and then that's when I went on a tangent and said, yo, I'm going to go score 50 against you. And I'm going to go score 50 against you because I can't go back to college now and, and, and get that man 700. You know, and that's how the 54 came. Like, and I remember when I came on the court, he told me, he's like, you're going to have to score more than 50 to beat us. It was on a 16-game winning streak. I said, oh, trust me, I'm planning on it. They already know they ain't getting the ball today. The score could be 50-0. I'm going to have 50. It could be 50 to 100. I'm going to have all 50 of our points. I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving this building with 50 tonight. <laughs> so, that's, so that's how the 54 came about. Yeah. Because I, I just felt that I, he was part of the – I, he, I, he, he didn't do, he was nice as hell to me, right? <laughs> you know, but just, he was part of, he was part of the team. Right. You mentioned about the playoff game in which you got fouled and you got, you got two free throws and LeBron comes by and taps you on the chest and whispers something to you. What did, what did he tell you? He said, if you miss these free throws, you know, who's going to win it. All right. Now what makes it, what makes it worse? What makes it worse is this. So because we gambled at LeBron's house, me, Damon Jones, you know, that was our group. Right. So Damon Jones was horrible. Horrible. He was hor horrible. Horrible at cards. <laughs> so he owed me money. So I always used to say, like, every time we played them, I always used to scream out, <laughs> the landlord's here. The landlord needs his rent money. Right. So that's, like, every time we came to town, Shoot around, I'm yelling it. The game, I'm yelling it. Like, that's all I yelled. So, I told the coach, hey, anytime you put Damon Jones in, I'm going one for flat. He owes me money. Until he pays me money, one for flat. He's going to be a liability out on this court. And that's what I did every time he came in, one for flat. So, Dave wasn't, so, he stopped playing. So, he doesn't even play in game six. So when he, when he whispers, you know who's going to hit it, everybody assumed it was him. I knew what he was talking about. And I think the thought went into my head of, they really going to put Damon Jones in. And let him hit a shot. And I just, <laughs> I just missed. Like, it was, like I, was, I was balling that game. Just hit the three to get us in overtime. Playing great in overtime. Um, very great battle. And then... I see Damon Jones in there stretching, and, and they really put the man in. And the fact that LeBron even passed him the ball is what hurt the most. <laughs> like, you, like, you were really that petty where you would actually give that man the ball. Who, who, who does that? <laughs> that, that, that that's, what, that's why I said I, I had to – that's why I said I went to go, like, do mental stuff. Right. Like with the uh, uh, with the uh, mental training, because I, I was like, ah, this didn't just happen. You didn't tell me this man was gonna come in and hit, and then he comes in and then you pass him the ball. Like he's done hit five straight threes. I need to go see some hill because I don't want to be the, the next uh, Nick Anderson out here. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the card playing. What is it about NBA players playing cards? And what was the game that you and a lot of the NBA players played? 
you know, just like any any card game, it's passed on from whoever started it. Right. You know, um, like I remember I think Jordan when, when I first came guy. in. Huh? I think Jordan is a Guts guy. Guts, we played Boo-Ray. Boo-Ray. Yeah, we played Boo-Ray. So, lucky for me, I was never on a team that played real high-stakes Boo-Ray. Okay. Like, you know, when I first came in, I'm playing, you know, $20 a hand Boo-Ray. Right, right. You know, so it wasn't really like, you lose $4,000, bro, you, you had a heart attack. Right. Because I remember I won, I remember I won $300. What? What? Three hundred? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you gotta remember when you done spent all your money on an Escalade truck and some jewelry when you first get drafted, and then you go the thirty-one pick. You done spend all that. So three hundred dollars <laughs> is everything right now on the road. You know. You know. So. So and then when I went to Washington, you gotta remember it's a young team. So the card players there was. Um, it was Larry Hughes, Stackhouse, and Christian Lake. Because Stackhouse played with Jordan. Stackhouse Jordan. was a hold on. Yeah. So what, and, was, uh, so what were you guys? So you guys were playing Boo Ray. Yeah, we was playing. We was playing Boo Ray, but okay. it, it wasn't. Uh, I remember, like, I knew it, it was one. It was one thing, like, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to play this game for that kind of money no more. Okay, what happened? So, so Stackhouse, like Stackhouse, I owe Stackhouse $3,000. And he said, you know what? You know, you new here. I'm going to go ahead and give you a discount, man. 2000 You only got to pay me two. Like, all right, cool. He's like, I know you got the money, you know, but you know, two thousand. Right. All right, cool. Yes, sir. Nice discount, my man. Thousand dollar discount. Welcome to the team. I end up beating him. He owed me twelve thousand. He said, Hey, man, you know you go ahead and give me that discount. All right, cool, a thousand. You know, you go ahead and pay me eleven. This man said two thousand dollars. <laughs> so right so i'm looking around like i was like wait, wait how, how much oh I, I was like oh you want me to take off two thousand okay it's cool like, no, 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 no. give me to you i'm gonna give, give you two thousand huh i said but wait you you huh i said don't even know that they don't even equal he said i gave you a discount right I was like, yeah, you took off $1,000. And he said, are you going to take this $2,000 or not? Ah! Like I, so I look around, right? And I'm getting up, take that money, you better take that money. And I'm looking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, discount, discount, nah, see, discount. Yeah, we, get it. But, but see, no, 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 no. See, see, that's what happened. You know, money out of sight calls a fight. Because no, no, no. If I give you a discount, the discount is what I say it is. You don't set the discount. I can't go into the store and tell the people, well, I want 40% off this. They said it. Okay, it's 20%. It's 30%. It might be 60 But the customer don't set the discount. The store Hey, hey your, your muscles tell you that. <laughs> My muscles told me, just take this $2,000 and shut the hell up. 
All right? That's, that's what my muscles told me to do. Kevin Gill, what we play, is, I, I know you heard of it, called In Between. Mm -hmm. And so we play, I mean, some people play with one deck, some people play with two decks. We always, three decks, but we always play with two decks. And so, you know, obviously, you flip the card, so if you get an ace, you say, uh, uh, you know, high or low, and then whatever the next card is. So we're going to the Super Bowl. You know, we, we got Super Bowl tickets, everybody come down with money, because we're going to be gone for a week. Yeah. You know, we going around and the pot's climbing. So now there's like 15 grand in the pot. So we come, okay, it's an ace, ace high. He said, oh, high. And then another one come. So it's automatic low. So it's automatic low because you can't have high. So it's automatically low. Yeah. So, so now, man, it's 12 grand in the pot. He said, pot it. An ace come. So now you got to double the pot. So whatever's in the pot, he got to put 24 grand in there. Yeah. Well, he don't have 24 grand cash, but he got a boatload of Super Bowl tickets. So I, you know, you know me, the banker, the, the banker, I'm like, okay, just like, man, I only got, I only got like 15 grand cash. I said, you got Super Bowl tickets. So put them Super Bowl tickets in there. He like, he looking at me like, I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I say, but you owe $24,000 to that pot. So you need to come up with 24,000. So the way we look at it, We'll take 15 grand and six Super Bowl tickets. So now, Gil, so the pots now is 36, basically 30, $36,000 in, you know, Super Bowl tickets. Nobody wants, everybody going around, it's King 3, it's King 3. Nobody, ain't nobody saying, I was like, man. So it comes to me. I got a King and then I got a five. Whew. I like, my homeboy, Keith Burns, we going down to Super Bowl, Super Bowl 33. I'm like, who? I said, homeboy, we need, he said, homeboy, don't touch it. I said, we need to get this money, homeboy. I said, look, I got 50, I said, I got 50 grand on me. I got 50 on me. I said, what are we gonna do? It's king five, it's king five. As long as it don't come another king, it don't come another five, or ace, we good. Uh-huh. We had to pot that thing. <laughs> <laughs> we, hey, we had to pot it, but it came close. It was a six. So I was I was in the middle. That's how close it came. So I know how them games can get out of hand, but yeah. I also know money can cause a fight because we roll dice too. Mm -hmm. And, bruh, I, but let me tell you, I was generous like you. I did beat a guy out of a car. I took a car. He had a 70, an old school, 70 Chevelle. He had it fixed up. Mm -hmm. I said, i tell you what I do. Because I know you can't go home and tell your wife you lost this car. You're going to get divorced and it's going to cost you more than the car. Give me 2500 we'll call it even. Because for me, Gil, it wasn't about the money. I wanted your pride. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the way I gamble is that if I won money off you, I wanted it in coins. So go get me $5,000 in dimes. Go get me to, you know, 2,500 <laughs> in quarters. So when you go to the cashier, they ask you, well, why do you need this? I lost a bet, Shannon Sharp. That's what I wanted. I yeah. lost a sack bet once. I had to get 15,000 in Susan B. Anthony's. Mm. That was heavy as heck, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what's so funny? That's usually why fights start. Yeah. It's never really about the money. Can you it's have the, the, it's the money. talking, it's the embarrassment. It's, yes. it's just the whole atmosphere of how someone lost. And they, they don't keep rubbing it because you lose it already. And then yeah. they talk it. They talk mess. Shut up. Yeah, and, and that's how that's how I got in trouble. 
Because I wouldn't shut up. I'm just going to. So the trend, what actually transpired between you and Jarvis, was this, a, was this about a gambling debt or what transpired? So, so, so me and Javaris, we were, we, like how me and Nick are, we're, we were here. You know, go over plays. He was, you know, one of the young guys who, who was trying to figure out how to, to stay in the league. Right. So, you know, on the road, he's always in my room ordering food. We go through plays. We watch we watched the game. He was my hangout buddy. So they're, they're gambling. I'm talking shit. You got to remember, it's, it's Javaris, it's JaVale, it's Earl Boykins. Right. They ain't no money on the table. So you right. know, they, 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 they ain't, they, they, this ain't no, this ain't high no, state, this ain't no high stakes. You know, this ain't no, if, if they lose $2,000, one of them is mad. That's the right. type of, you know, so it's probably about 30 minutes left on the plane. And I decided, you know what? I want to play. You know, I, you know, I want to play. So it's, it's Javaris. It's, so JaVale just booed Javaris. So Javaris had to match the pot. Correct. Now it's Javaris' turn. Javaris gets booed on his hand. Wow. Like he flips over, he flips over two of clubs. So it's clubs. Yep. And then and then everybody goes around them three, them two, and then he yells out, I need four. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> that don't sound good. He gets booed. Right? You gotta match it again. So now because I'm next, if I decide to play, so the rule was if you want to jump into the game, you have to match the pot no matter what. Correct. So whatever the that pot is, is. Absolutely. So I'm like, well, what's in there? Uh, that's what they little about 1100. Right, I'm actually, I got about 1100 in the pocket. Throw my 11. He pissed off now. Oh, why he playing? <laughs> right. Because now, now, now it makes it harder for him to, 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 to right. play. So I'm in there talking shit, yeah, boy. I said, hey, yeah, the man's is open. You got in because you're the dealer now. I'm the dealer now. Yeah, so I automatically get it. So you get the I'm like, I'm like, shit, I want the legs is open. I want some of it too. You know, so I'm passing it. Earl, Earl says, so I flip over like a nine. Earl don't want no parts of it. Cause I guess he peaked that JaVale's hand. Cause JaVale did one of those, woo-hoo! Like, woo-hoo! Like, like, woo-hoo! Like, woo-hoo! <laughs> Look, he got a smoker. He got a smoker. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, how many you need? He said, I don't need none. None. Damn, no. All right, how many you need? Hold on, hold on. You got to explain to him what do you need because you can go. You Explain okay, to him. So, so with Blu-ray, it's kind of like it's it's spades. Spades, but individual so, spades. You ain't got no partner. You yeah, your own partner. <laughs> yeah, so whatever card the dealer flips over, that's actually the cut card. That's spades. So, yeah, that's so then it becomes spades. Trump. Yeah, so... So basically, he was basically saying he either has four my spades. My hand's so good. My hand's so good. I don't want to exchange nothing. Yeah, he don't want to exchange. So basically, he probably had four spades and an ace or a king. Right. Or he got all five spades. Or he got five spades. Right. So Javaris says, I need five. Oh, this, so me, me being who I am. Oh, this man is about to get booed. Boo this man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I so now I'm just talking shit. Just boo this man. Like, oh, he's about to be booed. Like, because it's not my turn yet. I'm like, man, you sure you won't fight? You won't fight? Oh, he needs all five. So right. now I'm just being an asshole, right? In the same time, um, uh, Earl Borgens tells Javel, hey, man, let me go and get, let me go ahead and get my 200. And Javel's like, hold on, after this hand, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me finish this hand first. Right. You know, we always wait until the, 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 the plane ain't anyway. Right. He's like, and then right. Javar just snaps, just snap. Man, get that man this $200, man. You got my money over there. Why you, why you holding? You got all my money. And I'm like, yo, calm down, bro. They ain't got nothing to do with you. They ain't got nothing to do with you. Hey, don't worry about, don't worry about what they doing. Don't worry about you take your five. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some more money in the pot anyway. Yes. Right? So now it's my turn. Right? I'm like, oh. Okay, shit, all I need is two. So I throw them two, and I got I got three, because I got three spades. Right. And he's just going, just going, just, just, because now he probably looked at his hand and realized he ain't, he ain't got ready. one spade. So he's just, I mean, he's going, like, and I'm like, you know what? If you get booed, the money is in the pot anyway. There ain't no sense of both of us getting booed. <laughs> you feel me? Might as well go ahead and let you be booed by yourself, bro. And I said, so what I did is I showed him. I said, listen, I got three spades. I'm out of here. Oh, he flipped over his hand. That's a misdeal. Ain't no miss. Ain't no misdeal. I'm not playing. I'm out of here. So I'm going to leave. You boo him, I'm going to head and get up. Let me know when it's my turn to play again, right? And he's just like, you can hear them arguing. Nah, bro, nah, bro, I ain't going out like that. He ain't going to just let me lose my money like that. Like, he just can't come in here and, and double the pot and then lead and don't even fight, help me fight for the pot to make at least a 2-2-1. Two, two, so Earl was like, yo, they ain't no 2-2-1. Two, two, I can tell you that for sure. That man got ace-king, he got ace-king, queen-jack over that mother right there. And I'm, I'm hearing it, like, ooh, he in trouble. Right. I'm glad I got up out of there. Yeah, so, so JaVel said, you know what, listen, the money's mine. I had five spades. I was going to boo you again. I'm going to let you not get booed, and I'm just going to take the money. Oh, hell no. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't even having that. Hell no. That's so a good he, deal, though. Gil, if he get booed, he's going to have to double the pot after you just doubled it, so he got to put 4400 in there. Then, then if he going to get booed, then he want to get booed with somebody. Like, so he's more mad that I didn't help him fight for right. his money. Right. So then he started talking trash. I started talking trash. So it wasn't like, it wasn't really like we was going at it. Right. It was just, he was irritated that he was losing and then irritated that I came and doubled the pot and then bounced on him. And then so, left him for dead. But did you did you know his background and what he was capable of? No, like then 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 he's not capable of you know what he's accused of, like a, what he's in in jail for. Then no, he wasn't. No, like so he changed once he got out the lead. Circumstances forced him to change. Right, survival. Like you know, like when people like I remember when when everything broke down. 
and he got in trouble. And the DA going against him hit me up for a character reference against him. And I said it. I said, wait, hold on. I know we had an issue and it was this big public thing, but character issue, I'm not going to be a great witness for you because that, that was my teammate and he was an amazing guy. Right. Yeah, we had an uh, issue that got blown out of proportion, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to go and say this is what he was capable of, this is who he was, because that wasn't him. How his life went after he got kicked out of the league, his uh, family stealing his money, and he had to, 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 to gravitate to something else, that's not the guy I know. Right. I know the hoop guy who watched film with me. The, the, the Javaris that you were trying to have me go against, I don't know that one. That, I can't say that was his character. I, I can say circumstances of financial, someone robbed him for his jewelry, everything spiraling down. That's a whole nother person. Right. That, that, that I, cannot, I cannot talk about that person on the person I know. I can't do it for you. So after that, after that, the gambling incident, did you guys speak? Were you guys still friends, friendly? Or because you were both were suspended, so how did it end after that? So be, be, even before that, I remember I get a text, um, and he said, yo, GA, this, uh, this JC, you know, I need a favor. And I know, you know, I, I can't even go to nobody else, and I know you don't hold grudges like that. You know, my mom needs uh, surgery. Is there any way you can let me borrow, you know, 60000 I said, man, of course. You How know? many thousand? 60. Hold on. You said six or six and a zero after it? 60. 60. She was having neck surgery. She, she needed neck surgery. And then I'm, I'm probably, he probably needed some, some, some change since he lost his contract. Right. So I said, okay, wire it. Gave me the wire information. Sent it off to him. And this is, this is before I even went through my trial. Like, he already got off. He already got slapped on, you know, a little slap on the hand. Yeah. And this is after he said, I'm scared for my life. He was coming in. He was going to kill me. That already doesn't happen. And I'm, he's, but he know, I'm not going to hold a grudge, bro. I know you got to do what you got to do to survive. Right. You know, so I wrote him a check. And to this day, we still in communications. He pay you back? No. It wasn't, it wasn't. Like, when I let a teammate, like, when some, a teammate asked me for something, it was never to pay me back. You know you what? Know? Now that you mention it, I don't think not any of my teammates have ever paid me back on a debt. It was, just, it was like, you know, if I have it, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to do something stupid with it anyway. So if you, you got a better purpose for it, you know, your mom's neck, that, that's, that's all right with me. Yeah, now that you mentioned, I was thinking about that. Like, have any of my teammates ever paid me money back? <laughs> no. Nah. Teammates and family members don't pay money back. I know. And I don't pay money back. <laughs> so yeah, you you're right about that. So I ask you to look back and says, okay, anything you would change. Obviously, you would like to not have the knee injury and I had a a longer career because you felt you were in your prime. You had just became the 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 agent zero, the Gilbert Arenas that you know what this is the guy I always knew I could be. And then you have the knee, like you said, you had three surgeries in, in fourteen months. When you sit back and you watch, do you think what your career could have been had you not had the knee injury? You could have been a Hall of Famer, maybe won a championship. When you do that, 
When you when you when you do when you play the what if game, you, you can never move on in life. Um, like so, I I try not to do the what if game. Like like how I was playing, how I was moving, I knew what I would have been. Right. Um, so there's no point of asking a question. It's like I remember someone asking me, "Does like who's better, you or Dane?" And I say, "What? At what age? At the age of 25? By the age of 25?" Him, Curry, they couldn't see me. After 25, I can't touch them boys. I didn't, I didn't have a career after that. Like, so, you know, you know, like, I, 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 I cannot touch, I cannot, up until that age, I cannot touch them boys. So it was like, yeah, can you guard them? No. Like, I, I didn't have to deal with players like that. You know, so, like, you know, I, I, I stayed true to, you know, who I am and don't try to, like, oh, yeah, I would have killed everybody, like, <laughs> it was a different. It was a different league then. David Stern, he suspended for the, the uh, uh, Javaris incident. You got suspended for the rest of the season, right? Yeah, we got suspended for. Um, here's the trick. Here's the here's the trick. We didn't get suspended for guns because guns in the locker room. No one, no one saw me touch a gun. Right. So they couldn't suspend me for a gun. It would have been one game. If, right. And I would argue that. Like, hold on. Y'all didn't see me. I told y'all that those were mine. I didn't right. tell you I put them in there. I didn't tell you I brung them there. I just said those were mine. Right. So legally, no one can do nothing to me. Right. I'm just honest and said, yo, they're mine. I was giving them to him. So when they realized that, they didn't suspend me for guns. They suspended me for detrimental to the team. Conduct detrimental. Which was because of what I did in Philadelphia. When I was mocking him with the pistol hands. So right. I got suspended for that. 50 games, which was detrimental because they can hold that as long as they want. Right. And then didn't didn't the uh, uh, DC step in with the gun incident? Who? DC. Uh, uh, the. Uh, uh. Yeah, they still they still they still did their case, um, and they gave me what thirty days probation, thirty days uh, halfway house. Halfway house. And you got in trouble with that, Gil? What do you mean? So no. What was half? What was the halfway house like? Halfway house. <laughs> <laughs> you make okay, so, with that, so halfway house, if you, you, you know, look, listen, I was not doing a halfway house in DC. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did the halfway house in Virginia. Okay. It was either it was either Virginia or find me. Right. Because I am not I'm not doing D, I'm not doing DC, whatever this case was, by my house or I'm gonna be at my house. Pick one. <laughs> so they gave me thirty. They gave me thirty days in um, in uh, the halfway house. <laughs> like so, I had to do a weekend first in jail. So mine didn't have no jail time. So there was no jail, just halfway house. But the the halfway house I was going to said you had to do three days a weekend in jail. So this is the funniest shit ever. So you know how like. Like three days? That's it. All right, how about food? I do that. So, 
All I know is jail from TV. <laughs> so I'm doing push-ups and everything. Oh, like, yeah, I'm about to get buff on these boys just in case they try to try me in there, right? Just in case they try to try me, I'm going to be all big and strong. So I'm thinking there's going to be some, 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 some criminals. It was old men for ticket violations, drunk driving, stuff like that, right? So after day, uh, so that was a Friday, Saturday. Like, oh man, this is walking with my chest high, right? And then something told me to look out that window. So look out the window. It was like a little basketball court. So I'm like, oh. So there was this, I mean, big dude. I mean, big, like I ain't, like, I don't, he ate weights. <laughs> he ate weights, and he's on a court, right? And he was so strong, he was so strong that he couldn't put his hands down. So his hands sat like this. Yeah, yeah. He so he's throwing a ball like just boom. And it's not it's hitting the backboard like boom, boom. And I'm sitting there like, yo, this what what is he? What is this? And like he's just picking the ball up and he's like trying to shoot it, but he's just throwing it at the backboard. And I'm laughing. And he looked. He looked at me while I was laughing. Bro, I dropped to the ground so fast under the under that glass, bro. Like, so as soon as he looked at me, I oh, and dropped, boom. <laughs> now, man, I said it for two hours. Like, nah, nah, I'm not even, just in case he did. I know he's there looking. I am not getting up. Did no more. Did anybody recognize you while you were there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so you signed autographs in the halfway house, huh? No, when I got, yeah, when I was in the halfway house, it was like, um, like it was special rules. Yeah. Uh, I, I went in, I went in there prima donna. I'm not even gonna lie. And I said, hey, listen, <laughs> all, I don't do roommates. And I got bad sleeping habits. Like, you know, I sleep, I wake up at 3 a.m. and do all this. And, you know, the way, the way this room is, is structured, and I like to watch TV at a certain time, it's gonna irritate the roommate, then he gonna wanna fight. Dude, you do realize you're in a halfway that. house. You do huh? realize it's a halfway house, not Gil's house. No, 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 no. But my, my complaint was like it was it was legit. So they gave me my own room, and then they put a rule in that you can only keep like twenty some twenty four dollars on you. So this is what I, I so I got um I got what what they call it when you get a. Uh, on lock, I got on lockdown for like okay. 10 days. Oh, you had solitary, huh? Yeah, I got. So what ended up happening is I was smart enough to understand that the change machine guy put the change in at 4 a.m. Right. So I'll go in there and then put $20, take all the out, put all the quarters out. All, no one got no change. So I took all the change and I would charge everybody 75 cents for a dollar. So I'm giving them 75 cents for a dollar. So they're getting charged, you know. So so I'm papered up. So in other, so in other words, you hustling in I'm the house. Oh, yeah, if they want to snatch from the vending machine, they got to come through me. They got to <laughs> come through the quarter man. So, <laughs> so I'm hustling in there. So what ends up happening is I get caught with like, like $220. <laughs> and, they, and they they put me on lockdown. Did they take? Did they take the money? Oh yeah, they took the money. <laughs> they took they took they took the money. They took the money. 
put me on lockdown and had to spend 10 days in my room. <laughs> so let's talk about your, 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 your classic battle because your, your greatest scoring game in your career happened against Kobe, one of the fiercest competitors, one of the greatest offensive players, one of the greatest defensive players. What was your mindset going into that game? Because a lot of times you hear people say, well, man, that's, that's my idol. I grew up watching him. I just want to make sure he doesn't embarrass me. Um, well, you know, before the sixth game, my, my highest average was against the Lakers. Right. It was already sitting at about 33, 34. Right. Um, because I knew, like, I knew what it took to be successful against the Lakers and Kobe. You got to remember, that's, a, that's my idol team growing up. Right. You know, you know, I watch Kobe. I know his mannerisms. I know he's playing chess out there, not checkers. So I remember Luke Walton said, yo, Kobe going to shut you down tonight. Like, but he said this every game. Kobe said he's going to shut you down tonight. And I was like, well, you tell him if he even think about guarding me, one for flat. Because you, because you and Luke were teammates, right? Yeah, me and Luke was teammates. So Luke just used to hype the shit up too. <laughs> so, so before that game, Luke said it. And I remember I'm sitting on the sideway. Like, I already worked out. Kobe's on a second workout, and he ain't missing. I'm like, man, that man, he over there killing, bro. I feel sorry for whoever got a guard in the night, right? That's <laughs> me pregame, <laughs> you know, watching him work out. Right. And game starts, and he does it. Hey, uh, Smush, you go get the Sean. I'm going to shut down uh, Gilbert. And, um, yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, those first two plays, Coach Call, cancel those. If Kobe's guarding me, one four flat. Right? So the way we tipped the ball, tip ball, he wasn't guarding me. Smush had to, you know, Smush got on me. I'm scoring. Then eventually he tells Smush, oh, I got him. So as soon as I hit like three in a row on Cole, Phil Jackson yells, Cole, stop, 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 stop playing. Do the road, do the, do the, the lineup I said. You got the shine, boom, boom, boom. Once Kobe switched off, Game was over. Because Phil didn't realize this, these chess moves. He done interrupted Kobe's chess move. Right. So the fact that he was forced to switch off put my mind in a whole different element. I'm on fire tonight. It's on. So when he comes back, he ain't going to be able to stop me. Right. So and he don't let you catch a rhythm. Now it's over. Yeah, and that's what happened is, like, it's, it's not about, like I tell people, it's not about hitting shots, per se. It's not backing down from the challenge. So when right. people ask me, what was your best game? I say the second game that year against Kobe. Because that second year, the second game is, he said he's stopping me. I'm on his radar. He's stopping me. That means the demon is coming in. He is coming to stop me. Right. I got to compete. No matter what. Like the team is trying to stop me. He's personally trying to stop me. I end up scoring 37. That 37 was 100 points when the guy is there to actually shut you down. Do NBA players go into the game if they know, say, KD is playing LeBron? Do they go into the game says, I got to get 40 because he probably going to get 40. How, how do NBA players approach it? 
I can tell you how I approached it. How, how did you approach it? You going against Kobe, you going against T-Mac, you going against one of the other prolific scores. Uh, I'm, I'm attacking. Like I, you know, it's, it's, we're in a wild. You know, I'm 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 not a I'm not a caged lion. I'm I'm a wild lion. Right. So I, I'm I'm out I'm out there hunting. You know what I mean? I'm out there I'm out there hunting, and I'm trying to like, if you're the shooting guard and this point guard needs to get you the ball, I need to destroy his confidence now. You know, so like somebody like Dame Lillard Curry. My my defense was trying Office. to get them. I'm trying to get them on the bench with two fouls, and they, they get to watch me eat. You know, and that, that's the way I play. So I was in attack mode from the beginning. I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't probing. I wasn't trying to feel, let, let's fill this game out. No, I know how the game is. is, is it, it, I know how it feels. <laughs> I, know, I know how it feels. Who's the best player in the NBA? I feel real uncomfortable around here. Who's the best player in the NBA right now? Best player? Yes. It's either LeBron or KD. Why? You didn't mention Giannis. Giannis is two-time I, MVP. Two, two, I mean, just because you want an MVP don't make you the best player means you was on the best team and you was the best player on the best team the way the analysts do it. It ain't got nothing to do with who the best player in the NBA is. Is who was on the best team who did all that. That's you know. So right KD now, or LeBron for you, huh? KD or LeBron for you? With the first pick, yes. Shit. You get one. I'm saying, give it to Reynolds. You get one player. I'm. You start your team with one player right now. Okay, if I'm starting a team with one player, then I go LeBron. Why? Because with, with, with LeBron, because he is a one, two, three, four, whatever, I can, I, can, I can draft anybody around him. You know, I used to tell people that, so I was like, if you have Kobe, it's hard to have a LeBron. If you have a LeBron, it's easy to get Kobe. Because Kobe won't, won't sacrifice for LeBron. LeBron will sacrifice to bring Kobe on board. You know, so, so I'll take LeBron because from there, it's easier to build a team. When you, when you take any other, any, any other player, you have to build it around that player. I don't have to build a team around LeBron. I'll have LeBron and then bring in who I want and then let him fix that meal. Gail, I appreciate your time, bro. I owe you. I know you busy. You took time out to give me a couple of hours a day. I really appreciate it, bro. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Hey, tell Nate, don't you let Nate get back in that <laughs> ring. Don't you do that, Gil. If you his friend, that's your boy. You don't let him take another one. All right, I got you. All right, bro. Appreciate it. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I been grinding all my life. Yeah. All my life. Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been running all my life. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.